Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis. Ooh, it's President's Day, and I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't decide which is my favorite one. <laughs> I knew you were going to be bitter about this wonderful national holiday I cannot that decide. is President's Day. What, which is your favorite president, Ben? I, I like... McKinley, because he was the beginning of the end for the corporate steal that became our democratic process. So, I li- yes, I'll I go like McKinley. Trump's, I like Trump's big butt. <laughs> I like Trump's big, juicy butt. That's yeah. my favorite. Oh, my. Well, Trump's big, juicy butt, just in time for President's Day, he has his second acquittal at the hands of the United States Senate. The final vote was 57 to 43. Only a couple of Republicans going along to convict Donald Trump for insulting citing the riot that happened on January 6th, which led to multiple deaths, uh, not just of uh, participants, but also of law enforcement trying to stop said participants from massacring the football, nuclear football holding Mike Pence. Apparently, Mike Pence was just seen with the briefcase that has all the nuke codes in it, scuttle hurrying away from the crazy QAnon mob. Can you imagine if they got the nuclear football what would happen if Q got the nuke? Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be a pretty sad way for this country to end, right? <laughs> it would be. The seven Republican senators that said, I don't think what Donald Trump did was good, dare I say it was illegal, were Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, and Pat Toomey. The only one that actually has some real political ramifications just on account of when their next election is, is Richard Burr. Everyone else is relatively safe because it won't be uh, well, damn near half a decade until they'll have to be uh, up for re-election once again. And given the quick nature of American politics, this very well may be, most likely will be, completely and utterly forgotten about. The thing about, I mean, the, it was seven Republican senators, which is uh, about it was seven, more more than than they thought, seven yeah. more than they thought that they would seven get. Seven more from the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, who was the other? I think Romney was the only one who voted to impeach the last, the first time. By the way, if he gets one more impeachment, <gasps> he gets impeached. Wow. So three impeachments and then you get impeached. I think that's the rule. Isn't that right? Yeah, I thought you were going to say he to, got like a half off hamburger three, at, Big no, Ma- at, at a McDonald's or something. three strikes. You can get impeached two times and be fine. But the third one, they're going to convict you. So the big question is, does this matter to the American people? 58% of the American people, according to the poll of polls, do say, yeah, we think what he did was horrible. And yeah, we think he should be impeached. I am in that camp as well. I don't think he should ever run for office again. By he, I mean Donald Trump. I wish he didn't have Secret Service protection. I wish our tax dollars weren't going for one more breath of air being spent on anyone protecting that man. It. I don't think he should have a salary. Yeah. I think he should be shunned to the well, nether region and be you, forced to hang out with his followers, which is a fate worse than death for him. Did you watch any of the uh, second impeachment trial? Well, of course. I had a great time watching the Trump lawyers make... Uh, the like case s- for themselves, <laughs> Slip and Jimmy lawyers, like they're yeah, like they were breaking, fun. They're like Better Call Saul lawyers, like one the uh, the Michael L. Vanderveen. He the, he kept saying um, 
he's from Philadelphia. Like he Ooh. actually could, he did not know the name of his own city, but he, th- that guy was amazing. Uh, like flop sweat incarnate. And then the guy that had to, <laughs> had to shield his head while he was drinking water. Um, just a great crew, just a great crew that, that they had working there. So why did this happen so fast? Well, there were no witnesses whatsoever. I wish that there were witnesses because I think the American people deserve to hear exactly what happened. But nonetheless, it was a bipartisan Senate vote on witnesses. The vote was 55 to 45 with five Republicans joining Democrats in voting to allow witnesses, including Lindsey Graham, uh, who was going to initially vote. No, he was like, I want to get some witnesses in there. But alas, it did not happen. Following the vote, there appeared to be a lot of confusion on the Senate floor about what was next. No one really knew what the hell they were doing. And now the main question is for the Democratic Party, should they keep this going or should they say, "Okay, second impeachment, whatever we tried, the Republicans are so unbelievably sheep dipped when it comes to their love of Donald Trump. We couldn't do anything. We're moving on to take care of what needs to be taken care of to better the lives of the American people. Or should they continue down this road of trying to convict Donald Trump or at the very least try to bring more light to what Donald Trump did in order to incite this riot? This could work as a double-edged sword for the Democrats I personally believe it's time for them to stop uttering the name of the boogeyman that is Donald Trump. I get it. But now they're talking about having a 9-11 style commission. I don't think that people really feel comfortable when they hear the words 9-11 in comparison to what happened January 6th, which was absolutely horrible. But 9-11 was 9-11. Yeah. So when they keep on saying we needed a 9-11 style commission which also that 9-11 style commission was completely flawed. Some of the logic that they had, it was basically written by the CIA. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just, it was, there was a a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation and everything that mattered was redacted. So we really didn't even get anything from the 9-11 commission. But I'm just wondering if the Democrats fall uh, a little bit into the category of the American people being like, well, yeah, you're right. Trump sucked. But what are you going to do for me? And I think the Dems have to start doing stuff for people sooner than later. I think putting it into a committee is them shelving it, essentially. Though. Yeah. It's not going to be such a big deal. The 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 way they wrapped up the impeachment trial, the second impeachment trial, is more indicative of what they plan to do with sort of the, the Trump incitement stuff, which is to sort of go on vacation instead like on right. friday of the last the last day that they were doing um i guess it was the, the the day before the last day but they uh the senate democrats were planning to call witnesses yes uh to testify against trump and provide you know very personal anecdotes about the day because the, the they're all first-hand accounts of what right. had happened and they had a uh, herrera butler uh herrera butler uh, perhaps butler butler, butler. And uh, she was going to come on and talk about how Kevin McCarthy and Trump had a screaming match during the yeah. during the uh, the riot, and how Kevin McCarthy was like, "Call your goons off!" Right. And Trump said, "I don't know. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's, I love I love this magical stuff." He uh, was so horny for it. He was really horny for yeah. it. It was the wet house on on January sixth because he was. He was just, he loved it. He absolutely, he, really he was did. gushing over it. And but apparently course, Kevin McCarthy was like, call off the goons. And Trump said, no, no. No, he doesn't want to do that. But which, they, the, the, my point being that they, they were going to call witnesses. Then they decided, the, Chuck Schumer and the Senate Democrats said, you know what? 
We've got SUVs waiting outside that yeah. are going to take us to the airport. So let's just wrap this up, actually. Yeah, we've got to get back to... Uh, so any 9-11 commission, I, I really think it's them saying, like, we have top men working on it. Top men. And right. it like, goes into the Indiana Jones warehouse of crates. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got to get over to Martha's Vineyard because they exactly. don't want to no, miss really, their fun honestly, dinner with honestly. friends. Yeah. So the whole thing, obviously, with the way politics work in this country. It was divisive. Uh, I think that it was not wrong for them to push forth with the impeachment. Uh, But of course, it is what it is, as we saw history repeating. Of course, now with the Democrats having more power in the Senate, there was some speculation, hey, maybe this is the time. But even so, it was not happening. So of course, Donald Trump and his lackeys can go around and sing the praises of being found innocent twice, of uh, being found not guilty twice regarding impeachment. And again, meanwhile, uh, the fact that he was impeached twice should be a stain and is a stain it's on funny, his entire on, legacy. On like TikTok, you know I'd be on TikTok. Of course I know you're on TikTok. They, you're a hip, cool guy. They are like the Trump people on there are so proud of exactly like they've they've inverted it it's now a badge of honor to be yeah. impeached twice but not convicted of exactly. it exactly they like they're like two in a row baby like they really they're really kind of painting trump as like a championship uh you know like he won he won mm-hmm. two emmys <laughs> in as president basically well and we're going to talk about andrew cuomo here in a second because that man needs to give back his emmys as the nursing home scandal in new york state continues to heighten he's bad so folks. he turns out he's bad yeah he's been horrible this whole time <laughs> and all the cuomo sexuals are finally waking up to realize their boyfriend is just as horrible as their real husband? It was, I have no idea. It was so strange. In 2020, April or March of, of 2020, hearing like on CBS Sunday Morning News how they would show, like they would have somebody be like, now what does what does leadership really look like oh, in America? No. Yeah. And they would show Cuomo being like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to punch Trump in the back of his thick neck. And he would like, <laughs> that's, and that's leadership. And it's like, oh, well, he's just kind of like Trump, but yeah. just sort of different. It's amazing after talking every day for like an hour on camera, again, enough to win himself an Emmy uh, that he wasn't able to like mention what's going on with the most vulnerable people in New York State, the elderly, the people who are uh, under his protection, people who desperately relied on the government to save their lives. And of course, the only thing the government was able to do was cover up their deaths, which is absolutely devastating. Just quickly, when it comes to Kevin McCarthy. I would have loved to hear what he had to say if he did get to testify regarding the impeachment trial for Trump. He knows where all the bodies are buried. Trump trusted him, air quotes, which means Trump says all of the crazy things that Trump is. When Trump feels safe, you can imagine the things that he says, because when he's unsafe, the things that he says are so absolutely (laughs) batshit. Apparently, there was some uh, accusations that Donald Trump had, had almost um complimented the rioters because they liked him more than Kevin McCarthy liked him. So yeah. he's like looking at McCarthy be like, why can't you like me like those guys? And well, I said, mean, it's just said, absolute uh, nutter madness. On this call that Herrera Butler, Butler. Uh, said that Kevin McCarthy and Trump had, he uh, apparently Trump said, well, Kevin, I guess they are more upset about the election than you are. Well, Kevin. And that's exactly how it sounded. Well, speaking of Trump and his supporters, we have got to talk about the ever great, and by great, I mean horrible human being, but great content creator, Linwood. 
Linwood uh, in Georgia, there's a bunch of officials that want to have him disbarred because he's a total crackpot. He's completely insane and probably doesn't need to be a lawyer on account. He has no idea uh, how to practice law. Anyway, because of that, Linwood has sent hundreds of thousands of his QAnon followers <laughs> to the officials in Georgia who are like, I don't know if you're a very good lawyer, bro. I don't think you should really be one anymore. He sent hundreds of followers, hundreds of thousands, 800,000 to be exact, of his Q followers over to the the officials' homes and their offices. And it is just so obvious, like this guy is directing the sea of zombie goons to attack his enemies in Georgia, which is probably proving his enemies 100% correct when they're like, I think Lynn is a little bit bonkers. And then Lynn's like, no, I'm not. I will prove to you I'm not. It, it uh, is, you and honors, unite. It is like very, it's imperative for the like state bar of Georgia to to like remove this guy's license because he has such control. I, I'm looking it's at insane. I'm looking at his Telegram right now. And if you don't know Telegram as a platform, it really does sort of look like your family group text chat. Okay. It's just very informal. And I'm showing Ben here. It's just like it's just text. Yes. It's just like he's literally texting 800,000 people who have sought out Telegram because Telegram is not some very like widely known thing. So 800,000 people sought this out to get his private, his, his secret information that he's, that he's trying to dole out in these, in these texts. And if you're Lynn Wood, he is capital. Lynn Wood is winning. He's as winning. far as as far as celebrity he's, goes, he's doing great. And he's wearing like a fancy hat. Like oh he's, my. he's, He's not letting this like break him in any like visible way. No, he's but so here he actually gave a uh, I guess a sort of impromptu interview with uh, somebody from the state bar of Georgia. I really doubt that that's actually what this video is. But here's him talking about what his intentions are uh, for like getting back at the state bar of Georgia. Apparently, okay. So. I met a fine man who is a whistleblower, and I've taken a lot of flack because of what the whistleblower's evidence is in terms of what it uh, speaks to with respect to Chief Justice John Roberts, what it speaks to with respect to Hillary Clinton, what it speaks to with respect to Rod Rosenstein, and what it speaks to with respect to former Vice President Pence. Now, I don't make the accusations, but I have come to, to know this gentleman he's credible I think if you sat across from the table from him you feel the same way and one day now that these state bars file this foolish lawsuit against me I may bring him down and let him testify live and people will see and then they can determine for themselves whether this whistleblower is telling the truth and they'll investigate Roberts and Pence and Clinton and Rosenstein and then we'll know the truth. All right. That's what happens when a Sean Hannity talking point becomes a lawyer well, and gets staged. That is, that is just an excerpt from a very long, he just like started posting two minute clips of this interview he did and it, just impromptly. But so it, he's just reflecting the voice of someone that he finds to be credible, who is obviously completely and utterly insane. So he's taking the approach where it's like, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Yeah, well, no, he's he's talking about a 
there's a video that he keeps posting on his Telegram of a guy who has a pixelated face mm-hmm. and like a monster voice. Uh, cool. You know, like, and then they took me in the back and then they showed me this. How do they make the chicken sandwich? Like, no! they, uh, but how they, do but, they make the chicken sandwich? But that guy is like saying, you know, all these people are, you know, cabal, of and cabal of course, of pedophiles. But he before he, anyone even thinks about considering, like, I, I, like, you know, def- I am a massive defendant of whistleblowers. You know, we you think about uh, what's the name of that poor woman uh, that's currently in prison? Um, oh, uh, winner. Uh, reality reality winner. winner. Reality winner. Not talked about at all. Like yeah. reality winner. Um, so many different people who are necessary to exposing what some of the effed up stuff that our government does. Those people are true heroes. Whoever Lynn Wood is referencing here, this pixelated fake person who is probably just him, uh, is nonsensical. It doesn't, it, this is, so they take like the little bit of truth, which is like, I think we need to defend whistleblowers. I thought this across the board. I've thought this forever. But they're taking that idea and bastardizing it with such ludicrous assertions that demean the entire movement of uh, disclosure. Specifically, when it comes to what the hell the CIA does, what does the FBI do? How monitored are we? I mean, we are 100% monitored at all times, but like they don't even talk. Like, why has no one's mentioning reality winner whatsoever? No, absolutely not. I mean, and this is some of the. And it's a real person in prison for doing something that I think was good. This is the. This is like. It's so strange to see the kind of communication style and the language that this guy who holds sway over so many people, how he's talking to them. So, like, in one of the little text things, he's like, Oh, do Nick Ayers, Austin Chambers, Paul Benicky, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Brian Kemp, Jeff Duncan, uh, Brad Raffsenberger, do they all have historical uh, present political relationships or business relationships? Asking for a friend. Wow. Sean Lynn Lynn Wood is the Sean Penn of lawyers where it's like, why are you tweeting? Like, why is anyone even listening to you? The Sean Penn? Yes. Have you seen Sean Penn's (laughs) tweets? Does he tweet? I feel like Sean Penn on Twitter. Sean Penn on Twitter is something to be seen. Yes, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I looked at it uh, on Valentine's Day just to feel like I went on my first date in Los Angeles so I could be happy at home hanging out with my dogs and not being around an actor like Sean Penn. So he and then he like in his telegram, Linwood is like adding people to a list, this kind of like big list, like a hit list. It really, it, he's like, wow, my friend really may be one of those crazy conspiracy theorists or not. My friend just <laughs> added more names to the, to the Nick Ayers list. And he says, Oh, who's else, who else we want to get here? So Ron Weiser, Sonny Purdue, David Purdue, Kelly Leffler, all Sheldon Edelson, all these people are actually now on the side of even, the swamp. Even Loeffler, huh? Yeah. Even Loeffler. Well, these are, cause she dropped the, she dropped her big, like super, you know, like after she lost the um, the Senate race, she dropped the fraudulent election claims. Oh, so she became I a see. part of the swamp immediately. She's, he I says, um, "P.S. I heard some rumbling about the Republican Governors Association. Um, they're by they're they're hunting ranch. Uh, I have no idea what he's talking about. Could be de- he basically says about all these people. Could be deep state. Could be DS. Could be. We shall see. Well, there is for sure a sixteen hundred page filing from the state disciplinary board of the state bar of Georgia. This is what they had to say that they had quote received information concerning the above named attorney that obviously is Lynn Wood that suggests that said attorney may have violated one or more of the Georgia rules of professional conduct. So like all things attached to uh, the Trump train, they find themselves getting run over 
on those very tracks. And I would assume this is the most exciting, most successful moment in Lyndon Wood's life. And after this, it's nothing but downhill. Of course, he was also cited in the $1.3 billion lawsuit by uh, Dominion. So who the hell knows what's going to happen with Lynn Wood? Um, I definitely don't think he needs to be a lawyer on account that he has um, completely and utterly shat all over the constitution of this country mm-hmm. by the things he says and the things he does, specifically in this case, doxing Georgia officials with 800,000, the stinky rage of the QAnon supporter. Yeah, it's not like a Kevin Smith Twitter account where he like tweets about, or like a Jim Gaffigan Twitter account oh, where he tweets about Hot Pockets. No. Like this guy is specifically doling out information about uh, the, secretary, the Secretary of State of Georgia's like home address. Yes, so <laughs> Linwood, it is what it is. You're a douchebag. Well, speaking of things that are currently imploding, we have got to mention, no, we're not talking about Gavin Newsom, and no, we're not talking about Cuomo yet. We are talking about the Lincoln Project. So the Lincoln Project, for those that don't know, basically it started, uh, it was Steve Schmidt. He was the guy who brought us Sarah Palin. So everyone who he worked with uh, in 2008 with John McCain, it's my biggest issue with whataboutism. Steve Schmidt has been on MSNBC the past four years, yeah. and they treat him like, oh, this guy is a really brave patriot. He brought us Sarah Palin. He brought us a dumber, he, he led us to Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, Sarah Palin and, and the Tea Party wave that then got wrapped up in the QAnon craziness, all cloaked under the guise of supporting the big haired monster that is Donald Trump. Fuck Steve Schmidt and screw every single person in the Lincoln Project. However, for a while, they did have political cover because they were a um, a uh, at least they had a similar enemy as the people on the mm-hmm. left. So they were like the Lincoln. So. MSNBC and the Democrats and liberals were like, we love the Lincoln Project. They're like us in that they hate Trump and they're like normal Republicans. But of course, meanwhile, it's not as if they treated Sarah Palin or John McCain like, well, no, it's not like they were ever like extremely um, bipartisan in their coverage to begin with. Like, so the idea that somehow all of a sudden they love establishment Republicans is so stupid and nauseating and everyone just kind of forgets that these are the same people that would easily just be demonized if Donald Trump was not in office. So Donald Trump is now out of, out of office. The right wing hates the Lincoln Project. The left wing has no more use for the Lincoln Project. So basically the entire project, much like Lincoln, is dead. Uh, Lincoln Project founder John Weaver. Now, they've known this forever about John Weaver. It's the same thing going with John Kasich. We don't know if John Kasich has ever sexted anyone underage, but... It's the biggest, it's the biggest, like, um, what do you call, everyone knows that John Kasich open is, secret. is an open secret. But John the, Kasich is The gay. profiles I read of John Weaver, it does say that it, it came as a surprise to a lot of people. Now, obviously, that could be disingenuous to say, but it, it, it's apparently he's held this this secret that he he's a gay man who happens to have a wife and children. Uh, but it wasn't the gay man thing. I don't give a crap that he's gay. And same thing with John Kasich, big if true, although, I mean, that is... Kasich and Weaver, they worked very closely together. John Weaver was Kasich's campaign manager. 
And so that's why the fire is getting closer and closer to Kasich. And we'll see what ends up happening with that. I mean, who knows? But the reason that obviously the reason the Weaver scandal is large is because the children because they were underage. There was a 14 year old boy. There was a 14 year old boy, which obviously changes absolutely everything. But this was known. Without a doubt, this was known. And now, because there is no gain in having the Lincoln Project exist anymore, take them down. Also, they should probably be investigated. Where the hell did all the money go? Well, yeah. They made $90 million, and evidently, 50 million 50 of it million. just went into their own freaking pockets. And even what, what happened to the 40 million? What, did they spend it on something? Did I miss? Like, the only thing that I saw the Lincoln Project on was MSNBC, like eight ads. Like, what did they spend $40 million on? And what it's just, it is just sort of a, an advertising agency that at the only thing they advertise is hating Trump, right? Like they, they it's not, they, I guess they thought they were going to become some kind of like political consulting group going forward. They, they thought that Lincoln project would be sort of the new third way or something going forward, but I'm yes. glad, I'm glad that it d- fell apart. I mean, because I- it's a scam. It's just a money laundering <laughs> scheme. The whole thing, politics and money, as I've said before, Donald Trump finally found something more nefarious than New York real estate yeah. when making money. It's American politics. Steve Schmidt, again, the guy that brought us Sarah Palin, the bald dude who was loved for some reason the past four years because he really told it like it is from the comfort of his own very, very, very nice den. He says he's incandestinely angry and this is what he had to say he says i detest john weaver in a way i can't articulate <laughs> yes their their response to the john weaver controversy was very um like oh like they knew what the lady doth protest too much exactly it was very over the top and like we're appalled at this this man's like really like, you co-founded it with them you've known you john know weaver guy. forever. Uh, exactly yeah. i mean i am sorry i know that people you don't know everything that your friends are up to but how close they were And people, especially in politics, talk. Talking in politics go hand in hand. And if you if he if Steve Schmidt was not in the gossip train that knew that John Weaver was having um, unsolicited sexual affairs with underage people, then he's just actually bad at his job because, you know. Uh, they do a lot of oppo research, and I guarantee you Steve Schmidt knew exactly who he was getting in like, bed with when it comes to John Weaver. He goes on to say, <laughs> my heart breaks that young men felt unseen and unheard in an, in an organization that I started. I am ashamed of it. So it is over. Uh, Ron Steslau and Mike Madrid, they were two other leaders. Uh, they left in December. George Conway, a former Lincoln Project official and the and the husband of, of course, Kellyanne Conway, he also stepped down. So it's just this whole thing. This is like it, if, if, you know, like how everyone, there's all young people do now. All we do now. Oh, oh yeah. We just like, we like to start, we like to make startups that with cool names that uh-huh. we take the, that we take the vowels out of the title. So it says like creamer with C-R-M-R, you know, something like that. This is an old person's version of a startup where they don't actually do anything, Uh but they rake in money and then they disband over allegations of sexual misconduct. So as of January 31st of of last year, obviously, 20 men accused Weaver of uh, sexual misconduct. And again, this like doesn't just happen. They could have done this. Any time last year or the year before that, New York Times could have ran this story. It's just very interesting. They quickly found out what happens when they no longer have any political leverage whatsoever, and they are completely and utterly done. 
that is the Lincoln Project. So, of course, the big question is, when did people, when did the powers that be in the Lincoln Project find out about this stuff with John Weaver? Evidently, it was last summer. Uh, that's when people were like, yeah, so, you know, like the main dude here that you guys are working with is a bit of a pedophile, a bit of a pederast. Uh, maybe you should split with him now. But nonetheless, they said, ah, forget about it. Nobody seems to care because they don't care until they do. But nonetheless, it looks as if they will uh, continue to perhaps work on some Senate races or whatever. I don't know. But didn't the Lincoln Project, this entire news cycle, it was it was like an obvious scam. I just it, don't even understand why they were given any credence. And also, how is this any different than when um, Dumpy Bannon, when Steve Bannon told everyone that he was going to build a wall and they all gave him <laughs> money and then he was arrested on a, on a Chinese oligarch's yacht? How is this that different when these people were like, we're going to stop Trump. We're the good Republicans. I think it was and just, then they just took 90 million bucks and took well over half of it and got fatter off of it. It was a, it was a trap for like well mean like uh, quote unquote well meaning liberal people in suburbs who more liberal uh, republicans perhaps because i think or, it was yeah, it was going for those republicans who for, felt wanted, shame it, well that was their like big promise i guess that the, oh they're gonna we're gonna get the center to go for for biden right uh but it, it's like as long as you can make your video like if, if it has the same polish uh, as a Boston market commercial. Like that's all it took to convince these people that Lincoln project was for real. There has been no data to prove if the Lincoln project got one vote out. Well, the, if it the, did the, anything the tangible, evidence, the evidence seems to point to the opposite. Of yeah. That. I mean, it really didn't do anything. So why? So Travis and I are going to start, we're going to start the, the, yeah. the, the Travis and it'll be, it'll be called the 10 project, the Travis and Ben project. Yeah. And just give us money. And then we'll we'll do we'll say someone is bad that you hate. I'm happy to do it. I do That's it all, all they did. I, all I do is complain. I, I, will, <laughs> well, I will do it for money. <laughs> Technically, we do will, get to do it for I, I money. I will do we're a the, we're sleek video where you like where it's moodily lit and you'd like <laughs> dramatically say that we don't like any one of you. That's gonna be you my just choose who we don't like. That's gonna be my cameo. My cameo yeah. account is just gonna be uh, just a hit list of anyone you don't like, and I and I promise you. It will look as good as a like a Wells Fargo commercial. Oh, that's really nice. And not to be hyper, hyper, hyper cynical, although it's extremely difficult not to be. But when that dumpy, uh, dumb fuck Donald Trump said that everyone is happy that he's president or the powers that be are happy he's president, there was a lot of money to be made, both pro-Trump money and anti-Trump money. The anti-Trump cash got people like the Lincoln Project set for life. Yeah. You know, I mean, like they like the Trump brand itself. There's so much, it's disgusting. It's just, it's the same thing with vape, how all of the big tobacco companies are the ones who are pushing all the vapes. You cause the problem and then you sell the cure. And this is the Republican Party. Uh, they caused the problem. And then the Lincoln Project was trying to sell you the cure. And either way, they're making money. Yeah. Like the Trump economy is so perverted and disgusting. And that's why even like the Stephen Colbert's of the world, these people who spent every single night taking down the president. It's like, what are, you know, they're like, what are we going to talk about now? And you almost think the Democrats are like, well, we can talk about him for two more months during this impeachment. But then you guys are going to have to get new writers. This I mean, I, it, I never want to hear the man's name again. There, as I've just said it multiple times. Something broke our collective media brain over the past four years because, I mean, it is the type of event that would allowed an opening for something like the Lincoln Project to come uh, to the forefront. And also, I mean, you say like, oh, you're attacking Trump on late night. The reason the way that people would attack Trump on late night, like Stephen Colbert would f like 
fall into a puddle of tears on air. Yeah. And that is his version of attacking, like fighting against Trump <laughs> is crying, so bad. sobbing on TV. And it's like, what happened to us? Yes. What happened? To, like, and I bet if you're a journalist and you're like, you know, you, you started your journalistic career in like 2014 or 2015. How sad oh, does your hard. like existence feel by the end of 2019, 2020? Who, who are like, if you're a young journalist, I wonder who you look up to, to try to be disciplined and not be, not get sucked into the hyper-partisan binary world that we live in when it comes to the economics well, of, of our, of our um, news, yeah. air quotes, new, yeah. news organizations, right? H- how do you do it? How, like, who, like, you have someone like a Glenn Greenwald, I suppose, or like, there are some journalists. Well, that, he's gone off the rails. But then, yeah, but then it, it's, it's almost impossible. It isn't. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it is black and white. You, it's a push or a pull. You have to choose one. And if you don't, you don't get paid like it really it feels like exactly it feels you like get shunned if by you both. don't choose a side you don't get paid in the in journalism or whatever you know pseudo journalism that uh that tv news well, offers and i'll tell you one thing that's why janice dean the she's the weather lady from fox news but she was been talking about this cuomo story for a super long time right and everyone was making fun of her <sighs> and now news again because the boogeyman is gone so they can maybe try to focus on doing their jobs a little bit and in this binary world where everyone was sucking Cuomo, you know what, just loving on him so hard. Meanwhile, there was a real scandal happening the entire time. And before anyone is like, this sounds like a Mark Levin talking point. These um, the lawsuit or the investigation is being spearheaded by Letitia James. Yeah. Uh, out of Brooklyn. Um, Tish James is a badass. And so this is nothing more than the truth trying to find its way out of political lies. This is not some political hit job for Andrew Cuomo. And anyone who lived in New York state knows Andrew Cuomo is about as, he is like the worst of all worlds. <laughs> like it's amazing. He's like a Republican when it comes to uh, finances and like a total wishy-washy, nonsensical, n- not an agent of change in a positive direction whatsoever when it comes to social issues. Of course, we don't even have legal weed yet in uh, in New York and still some of the most crowded, disgusting prisons in the entire freaking country right there in the liberal bastion of New York City. Look no further than Rikers Island, New York City governor or New York state governor, rather Andrew Cuomo. Basically, what happened was the officials froze providing information about nursing home deaths. Uh, the DOJ, the Department of Justice was like, so how many folks are dying in your nursing homes? They did not give any information whatsoever. All right, this is from Melissa DeRosa. This is what she said on a conference call. I can't really read the full quote because it's so (laughs) convoluted and insane. But basically, she's talking uh, with state legislators being like, we wanted to give all this information out to you guys, but we weren't sure if we should give the nursing home information out to you state legislators because we didn't want the DOJ to know the same information. And we weren't sure if we were going to tell the DOJ how many people were dying in nursing homes because we didn't want to have an investigation. Hence, they didn't tell anybody anything. And that is the air quotes freeze on information. I think that really does it's horrible. represent the type of unspoken like allegiances that that fell into place over the past four years with Trump though I mean it it, what she's describing there is like I didn't know if it was allowed to tell the truth about the thing because we're all we were all sort of fighting against Trump at the time right like even this the the siding with Lincoln project it's like we all know this is like 
dumb, right? Yeah, we know this but is a total all, fraud, all, right? But we're all so, we were so afraid, or I think a lot of people were afraid that, wait, could Trump actually win a second term? We we have to rally, we have to rally around uh, as many force, rally as many forces as we can on our side. And I mean, you know, when it comes to Lynn Wood, obviously the guy is totally insane, but then you also have someone like a Michael Avenatti who was in prison yes. because like he just stole all that money from Stormy Daniels also, I think, and uh, he was like, he's going to take him down. Do you remember when he thought about running for president? He also tried to sue Nike and then they countersued him. Because yeah, he tried to extort <laughs> Nike. And so it's like, yes, politics. Oh right, he tried to extort he Nike. To extort the them, yeah. <laughs> Politics make strange bedfellows, but they also don't have to. You could also just have a little bit of honesty. And uh, oh my God. Anyway, so this investigation is heating up, and even many uh, local Democrats are extremely upset because this puts them in a bit of a political pickle, which if you're a politician, you prefer not to be in. And as a matter of fact, Cuomo, of course, one of the main apologies that he gave, not to the people, uh, not to the victims, not to the poor people that were all just basically being their bones muddled into dust for his own political gain. Um, it puts them in a very difficult position. If you're a Democrat, you can't defend what he just did. I mean, this is as core as it gets when it comes to protecting people during a global pandemic. Meanwhile, he's out there winning Emmys, lying to the American people. This is according to State Senator Andrew Gennardis. He is a Democrat. He says uh, this is a betrayal of the public trust. There needs to be a full there needs to be full accountability for what happened. And the legislator needs to reconsider its broad grant of emergency powers to the governor. That is the saddest, most disgusting thing about all of this. Like people were like COVID and then all of the people in power were just like, I can see. I see this as a way to get some more of that. And they took it and ran with it. And it's not as if New York State um, handled anything appropriately when it comes to the pandemic. Anywho, so this story, it's getting some it's getting uh, traction. I don't know if Cuomo's power goes away at all in New York State. I don't think so. I mean, the guy is it's so unlocked. And did you ever feel excited about a New York state or city election? No, never. They were done. Like the closest the the closest primary person, I think, was uh, Cynthia Nixon from Sex in the City. That was then, the closest uh, person to scare Cuomo. <laughs> and then she didn't make it. She just didn't make it no. at all. Not even close. That's why I wanted Andrew Yang to run for governor. But maybe the powers that be were like, bro, stick with uh, New York City because he's probably going to walk in. And uh, he, there's no way he'll be worse than DeBlasio. And he, well, he has so. grand ambitions for New York. I don't know if you heard I, some of his the 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 issues he's raising. Well, you know, some of the issues were these good things. Well, he wants to, you know, he he likes the um, the TikTok houses in L.A. and he wants to do the same for New York. So he, sure. he, he, he <laughs> if that's what he wants to I do. I think maybe economically that might be, you know, it's a great uh, if you want to get the kids. You got. I get, I just think it's it's a. Uh, it's gonna really. It's really gonna. I know you do. I, I feel like it's gonna really drag down the cool factor of New York by a couple <laughs> degrees to have TikTok like uh, condos. I guess there probably already are TikTok condos. I'm but, sure there but are. But to sanction officially a TikTok building would be pretty scary to me as a, I as a New Yorker. I don't know what the new economy is gonna be for New York. I mean, brick and mortar has been so devastated. I was just talking to my friend Giannis Pappas on the LPN show. Who's a, he's a lifer. He was born and raised. You know, now he's, he's out not and, leaving. He left. He went to Westchester last year. Oh wow! He was like, I've never seen it so bad. I don't think it's ever going to come back. And I'm like, you grew up there. Like, um, I don't know. Either way, I'm a Yang. I'm I'm supporting Andrew Yang. I 
knowing no, what I'm, I know I'm, about New York know, politics. I, I think at the it's very actually least. an exciting, like a, a technically yeah. a very exciting candidate to run for mayor. I mean, I, the most <laughs> the most heat I saw that he got was because <laughs> you got to just stop with the celebrity stuff. He did something with Amy Schumer, and you know how everyone just was very mean. <laughs> everyone was very, and you know it is what it is. I, I don't never, defend or not I can defend, never but. tell who these ads are for. I don't know. I can never place the person in my mind. Like, well, who, I think you know who what exactly. I, is is like is receiving this video audio communique and, re- and going like hell yeah, yeah. That's the thing when it comes to having like celebrity endorsements. There's also an inverse to that. So remember, like Lena Dunham cost Hillary Clinton. Do the I like, think the the Lena Dunham rap song was the single most destructive piece of music that it, has ever it, ever been created. I I think I'm justified in my anger towards her because of that. <laughs> I feel it too. Because I feel like she she weirdly hurt the country. But then again, we can't You made uh, the country bleed with your raps. It was so bad, but uh, there's, you know, there was a bunch of there was a lot of mistakes to go around, so I, did, I don't want to just, just uh, do that. Just remembered when we were filming your documentary um uh which is called Hail yourself, Hail yourself, America! Uh, I remember we went to a <laughs> nursing home in uh, like awesome. far Brooklyn. I forget where yeah. exactly it was, but I just I remember I was trying to film you talking to seniors. That was just a senior citizen center. It that was, was before a, the nursing yeah, home. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was just this was just what this was like three years ago or something, four yeah, years ago. Four but years ago. I just I remember not being able to keep steady with the camera when all of the old people kept calling him the Blobio, <laughs> Bill the Blobio. <laughs> Because all well, of them, they weren't joking. Uh, like that was just how they talked about him in well, this nursing or in this uh, senior citizen uh, community. I, house. I, I spoke at that event. It was really awesome and just such a great experience. And you can see my my mistakes in the in the documentary. Bo Deedle was also Bo Deedle there. Was there. Like <laughs> there was like, a, oh man, my 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 run in New York politics was so fun with Curtis Lee. Was seeing the inner workings of New York politics. I still don't understand how de Blasio got there, but that's a whole other thing. He's tall. I mean, honestly, I thought you were going to go the distance with your just the height alone. Yeah, well, it got me 6,000. Six, the shoulders of giants. <laughs> when booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on. The doors are on back. Ah, what the? Is there a door behind all those spiders? <laughs> <laughs> It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. (sighs) Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. Uh, Representative Tom Reid, he's a Republican out of New York, but this is what he had to say. So again, I take it less. I always, when the calls are coming from inside the house, I take it much more seriously Mm -hmm. because I'm sure this Tom Reid guy was sucking everything. Again, Uh, loving everything Donald Trump. Uh, But this is what he had to say. He says, the mountain of evidence lies in criminal conduct cannot be ignored any longer. The The Biden Department of Justice must conduct an independent and thorough investigation into Cuomo, uh, the whole New York state, the whole, basically all of New York state. He says, regardless of party affiliation, this has got to be done and it'll be interesting, I guess, or ironic anyway, that it would be the Biden uh, justice department doing it. You would think that Trump would have at least like been smart enough to have his people do it, but I guess I guess they didn't like him too much. Yeah, he, he would have loved to nail him against the wall. That would yeah. Have, yeah. And again, as I mentioned, it is uh, the New York Attorney General Letitia James. Uh, she is uh, bringing this, uh, bringing these accusations to light. 
Uh, she released a report finding that the state appeared to undercut nursing home deaths by 50%, which is, that's like a lot of percent. That's that so, so much percent. It's just so <laughs> much so, percent. That remind, reminds me of the last time I tried to cheat in school. Uh, I, I brought, <laughs> so. You overdid it. I, I, well, here's what I did. So our teacher, I was in AP history and my teacher, very, very nice teacher. And I, I, I feel bad for cheating I do in that her now class. Too, yeah. But uh, she, she would give us three possible essay questions uh, for the test and say, like, think about these questions. And then tomorrow is the test. So I would go home with those three questions and I would write three different essays, three solid finished essays, wow. bring the essays to class. And then once I found out which which, uh, but I had, you know, the textbook in front of me. Right. And then when I would get to the class to do the test, I would, you know, just go right through. I would complete the short answer, multiple choice very easily. No problem. And then when I got to the essay question, I would pull out the essay that I had already written. Wow. Before the test. But I had, you know, my resource, my textbook to write yeah. it. Uh, but she caught me because I used different ink. There you go. Different ink. It wasn't exactly a clever... <laughs> I didn't exactly pull off the most uh, ingenious crime yeah. ever. And that's the thing with the Cuomo. With Cuomo, they literally were just like, don't tell them. Yeah, just don't it's tell like, People are going to know because these are human beings that tend to have other human beings who care for them. Was so, it just like a, a room full of dead bodies and they just had a sign that said, don't go in here? So apparently uh, the report found, this is uh, Letitia James's report, found that the total nursing home deaths were over 13,000 as opposed to the 8,600 reported by the state. Um, so they, and they knew the truth. It's a total cover up. Um, and it's just it's nasty, nasty politics. Well, and the, the end of me cheating on that test was that my teacher put my, put my essay on the chalkboard and she wrote in big, giant red letters, <laughs> cheater, Powerful. but left my name off of it. So that it was to, just to threaten and intimidate me. <laughs> so everyone walked into the class, saw the big cheater essay, and they had to like decipher. They had to do like handwriting analysis. Did they guess it was to, you? No, well, I was the only one sitting down and not looking at it. So everyone very quickly realized that the sad boy who did not go up to look at the handwriting was the, in fact, the cheater himself. Of course, Bill de Blasio says that they he wants to have a full investigation into what's going on with Cuomo. And for those that don't know... Um, Cuomo and de Blasio hate each other. So this oh is God, some yes. good news for de Blasio. They do uh, love to watch each other suffer, which is really sad because, uh, you know, like we all we all suffer. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. All right. Just lastly, speaking of governors, there is a recall, potential recall for Governor Gazim, Gavin Newsom. Uh, evidently, he needs around you need around one point five. 5 million valid signatures. It looks as if the state has that. They're now looking over uh, with a fine tooth comb to make sure all the signatures are valid. Hopefully all of them are valid. Uh, so what would happen if that is the case? That doesn't mean that Governor Gavin Newsom would be gone. Of course, this simply means that uh, if they are verified, uh, if the signatures are verified, that there would be another election. So just a little bit on some deadlines, just so people are aware. Uh, counties have until April 29th to certify the results or the verification of their signatures. Uh, so who does this? Each state has 58 county registrar's offices verify, who verify the signatures. Uh, the group collecting petitions takes the signed forms to each registrar's office. Workers then compare the signed form to the electronic voter record on file. So if everything checks out and the signatures on the ballots are valid, uh, then it would be time for the recall. There is something 
strange about the the recall Gavin Newsom movement. It's that uh, apparently some of the groups attached to this push to get petitions are themselves QAnon believers. I'm sure this is, again, talk about strange bedfellows. I think this probably has every single group of people under the sun. So they got <laughs> this Mother Jones article that we're looking at right now. It it uh, it tags this guy named Randy Economy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> who who seems to be kind of like the Birth vanguard. Name? He's like the vanguard of the the recall Gavin Newsom. <laughs> which isn't to say that you know. I mean, I don't I don't agree with Gavin Newsom's decisions. Uh, as well, far that as- is one of the things that does piss me off because a lot of people will will start the conversation with this, be like, the Proud Boys are for it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what yeah, they're for. It just, I think he's done a horrible job, and I mean, this is even for me. Well, let's listen to Randy Economy talk about this, actually. He is leading the fight to recall <laughs> Gavin Newsom. He has spent a career unmasking elected scam artists. <laughs> he wears an eye patch, but can spot fake news a mile away. All right. Like a superhero pirate. I don't know. <laughs> Fighting for free markets and free speech. No, he's not for sale, uh. but he is Randy if he's not for sale, his name makes no sense. <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Long intro. Here. It's a very long intro. Does he ever speak? Come on, Randy. Wait, is this just the music? I think it's just the music. <laughs> this is the intro to his show. It sounds like the X-Files. Oh, wait, it is just literally... It was just like a beat. It was just like a Randy Economy type beat. That <laughs> I don't know why uh, why it doesn't cut to his, his... That is devastating. Yeah, don't listen to Randy uh, Economy <laughs> on anything. Uh, because but- again, you can imagine how much he loved uh, Donald Trump. Because yes, he has the word triggered a lot on yeah, there. So, I mean, he's, he's like, just a troll. He's not exactly somebody you want to be like aligned with. But at the same time, you know, like you said, strange bedfellows. It's absolutely. And the thing is, of course, if Gavin Newsom is recalled, uh, he does go back on the ballot, and people can vote if they think he's done a good job or not a good job. And then other people can put their name on the ballot. And whatever it is, whoever Randy Economy supports, I don't support. Right. That's what I say on that. So this is basically just a redo. Let's see if we can maybe get somebody better in there than the you know, nephew of of uh, or the the son-in-law of Nancy Pelosi just because he has no it's just there's no connection with people and I just feel like he's done a horrible horrible freaking job. Yeah. But it's strange though cuz then we I mean this is something that we're going to see a lot of is people I don't know, taking advantage of any kind of like anti-establishment. The thing is, if if it is, if it does come down to Gavin Newsom versus Q, <laughs> I will just yeah. vote for Gavin Newsom because at the very least he's a human. Right. Um, and uh, not just a rogue ideology come to life via a politician. But the, this is good. This is just good for the people, though, as well, yeah. because we have to be able to have our voice heard. And uh, and that's why these recall efforts are important. This is about democracy. It's messy. It's ugly. And but these things are really important for us um, to be able to do because unchecked power, you know, I've heard that corrupts. And uh, God knows that's the last thing we need more of right now is corruption. So anyway, 
Cuomo and Newsom, I think the Cuomo story is really big because there's an active cover-up, and then especially with the juxtaposition of how he was being treated by the media, the praise when he was on his brother's show, just so gross. And, uh, and people were know, very, people were very like defensive well, about because Cuomo. it's sad. It's the same thing with Avenatti. It's like you have to admit that this person that everyone loved for a while is a total and utter schmuck. And it's like it sucks because who who do you have to look forward to? Uh, who do you have to look at as hope? You know, that was the one thing that they were trying to provide during uh, especially 2020. But it's pretty nasty stuff when they start lying about uh, thousands of corpses. And of course, loved ones and family members all meanwhile screaming and yelling at us like we're not doing enough. New Yorkers were just treated like dog shit. Yeah, they were blamed for everything. And it's like, all right. I I remember when the pandemic hit New York and, you know, we officially had to lock down in New York at like March 15th or something. And I remember posting on like Instagram, like, hey, how's everyone doing in the rest of the country? Like thinking that it was being taken sort of seriously in other states as well. And people were just like, oh, we're fine. What are you talking about? Nothing changed. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Nothing changed. And of course, despite all of those shutdowns, they still had record high numbers. So good work. Yeah, I mean, it New Zealand didn't work. New Zealand just shut down again um, because they actually they actually had everything that opened back up and normal for a couple months, and uh, they shut down because I think two people had the the virus. Two people. They need to be burned alive. And they sh- well they they shut it down. It's because, like the movie The Thing. But they took it seriously. Is 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 the thing? Like uh, I was reading someone's comments on Twitter from Auckland in New Zealand and they were like, well, it's just because, uh, you know, our, our idea of combating this virus is like a team of 5 million as opposed to a team of psychotic uh, individuals trying to like, it's, it's every man for himself in America. Right. Right, right now. Absolutely. Uh, whereas in other countries, it's, it's a group, it's a team effort. A bit of a different approach. A bit of a different, a bit approach. Of a different approach. Well, I think we can say safely that, uh, Man, everyone messed it up pretty freaking. Really, really bad. Really we, horrible. We goofed it really bad. And uh, once again, just to go back slightly to the impeachment, this is why. Just get the freaking, get the stimulus check, get them in, get them sent and get them in people's hands ASAP. You got to get this bill passed. The $1.9 trillion. I mean, there, there's just pass the damn thing. Just get done with this. We need people need help. They need help right now. I guess. I mean, so and that please, goes back. God. That goes back to them wrapping up the impeachment trial with no witnesses. Uh, because but will they, they do anything? Well, they said that they, they don't want to. They don't want to like bog down the Senate with the impeachment right. well, trial. But of course, meanwhile, before that, they're like, we can walk and chew gum. And I'm like, I don't think anyone. No, you can't. They can't do anything. Uh, so hopefully they can just get these the the help to small businesses and also the small business coalition. They, they are massive when it comes to the recall of uh, of Governor Gavin Newsom, which, um, you know, obviously you look at you look at how their businesses have been affected. Um, anywho, so hopefully the Dems can get people some freaking money. They have to do something because we're already in 2023. We're already in 2022. Yeah. Like the, the elections have already begun. So. You got to get it done because this like you don't have a guarantee to have control over the House and and the Senate. You may not like to hear it, but Trump 2024. Man, I've seen it hashtag a lot. It is getting I mean, of course, people are I think people feel the wind underneath their wings with the um, the acquittal 
of Trump in the second impeachment. Yeah. I don't know how long this type of thing can last. I don't know how long how type know. Of, that, that, that type of energy can like sustain itself. But I think also if you are <laughs> like an unemployed, um, angry person who is not still not getting help in this second, in oh, this other the administration. Fall, if the Dems fail now, I mean, oh my God, dude, it's over. It's 20, Trump 2024. Can you imagine Ugh, going through another Trump administration? But um, you know what? Again, other than Tom Brady, Father Time was undefeated, and I just don't, I can't imagine it. He's going to be, no, anyway. No, he's going to be even stronger. It, he's going to be taller. Somehow. Don't even put it into the world, <laughs> Travis. I, 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 we're going to see like, Mecha Frieza version. We're gonna see him like half robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sequel is always more scary than it the is original. It's gonna be scary. It's spe- and uh. speaking of, um, I don't know anything. Uh, Claudia Conway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, Was on American Idol. Now this is not really. I mean, it's politics in some way. It, it's adjacent. It, it is adjacent because but, of Kellyanne Conway. But but Kellyanne was on with Claudia. I thought they didn't like each other. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a news story or about Kellyanne Conway posting nudes of her child on Twitter, yeah. and then it was like it was said that you know Claudia came out herself on TikTok and said, "Hey, I think somebody actually hacked my mom's account. I don't think it was her." But and then this happens. Then Claudia Conway. Is, I always have pictures of my child's nudes just on my phone, ready to go. Just in case. What we should also note that Claudia Conway was not like a public figure. Why is she on American before, Idol? Before like a couple months ago. Her TikTok, her TikTok exploited, <laughs> exploited in, I mean, in a, in a very literal way, like uh, her mom screaming at her in the background of her of their house. So she got famous because of so that? So she got famous for saying like, my mom's such a bitch. And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, we know. And then, okay. uh, and then there was that, I think the, you know, the apex of it was... Kellyanne Conway is posting nudes of her child. I and don't. I think and now the whole family is famous. Now everyone knows the whole family. Claudia Conway is just another another public figure. And this really is the the um, you know What does it look like? What does this life cycle of this little fame look like for her though? Like I guess this I don't know. Is if it. you if you watch the Britney Spears documentary, Free well, Britney. Britney had talent. I just well Br- Britney had I've been on the free Britney bandwagon for you, twelve years. Did you watch this, by the way? The, no, the I Britney, didn't see it. it is disgusting. What like, they do to her? I did not realize the level of misogyny in the 2000s, like on yeah. TV. I really didn't think about it. I guess because I was a little kid, but I didn't really think. I thought that I thought that it was more progressive a little bit. I thought we kind of left the like the 1990s and the 1980s behind, but the 2000s really kind of became the 80s part three or something <laughs> because the way they talked about Britney, it was like Leno talking about skull fucking Britney Spears and like people laughing and like it, 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 it was very right. strange. Alone. It was so strange to watch it uh, play out on in these little clips. But uh, anyway, Claudia Conway is Claudia Conway is, which of course she's not. No, she's not. No, no, of course not. Uh, but this is this is a little clip from her on American Idol oh and uh, her mom even joins her. It's, it's very strange. Like it, it feels a little bit like, um, I don't know, a play. Okay. I made it. I'm going to Hollywood. That's her. That's Claudia. Yeah. And there's on a giant screen, Kellyanne Conway. We love you. We love you so much. We are really proud of you. And we're really proud of you. Love you. I love you. Yeah. So she was on American Idol. Well, I'm just uh, so happy their family is back together again. And and uh, ABC was able to do that for them. I guess is that when American Idol is on or NBC or. 
Oh, who knows? I don't know where it is. It's the, the, I, I really, you know, because this. I'm just starting to think that they don't really have American idols on that show anymore. There, yeah. Remember Ruben yeah. Stuttered? Now that was an idol. He was. That was an idol. Yeah, and we had Adam Adam Lambert. Those were classics. Yeah, <laughs> this is just. This seems to be like just free publicity for people. Oh right? my god. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Claudia Conway is getting, and her mom is back, and God, to be a fly on that wall. I guess you don't even have to wish anymore, because you can go to TikTok and realize being a bug ain't all that fun anyway. Get <laughs> off the walls. I do not. I, do, I don't want to see them. It's gross to me. No, being a, being a fly on a wall, it's it's like, uh, you know, Gregor Samsa woke up as a cockroach. He didn't like that. No? 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 All right, everyone. Well... Uh, we love you. Hope you're doing all right out there. Hang in there. We will get through all of this together. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hold up. 